Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Salutations, podcast listeners. My name is Dr. Nick Smolovsky, and I'm also a geoholic. Thank you for tuning in for this week's climactic edition of Bad Elf's Seconds of Spatial News. We Bad Elves live our lives one spatial second at a time, and we know you, geoholics, do too. Recently, the world's leaders met in the United Kingdom's Glasgow to discuss climate diplomacy, environmental action, and a plan moving forward to curb the world's temperature levels. This year's climate summit was attended by a hundred of the world's largest leaders. To be fair, all of the leaders except for President Xi Jinping of China and President Vladimir Putin from Russia. As reported by Nature.com, the two major topics discussed were A, a goal to cut net global emissions by 45% by the year 2030, and B, to mitigate a temperature increase around the globe to less than 1.5 degrees Celsius. Additionally, the gathered nations discussed energy demand globally over the next 30 years and how clean energy solutions play a part in this demand. As reported by Fox News, climate optimists look to several fronts to mitigate the climate crisis, including the reduced cost of wind and solar energy, the cost of battery storage, which is generally falling, the adoption of electric cars, and the world's seven largest economies have now agreed to stop financially supporting new coal projects in overseas communities. One way or another, climate is a major topic for humanity to tackle. I'm not sure this year's climate summit solved much, but continuing discussions is important nonetheless, making sure we are constructing the best decisions possible for the Earth's environment while keeping other important factors for life in play is obviously important for humanity. And it goes without saying, the geospatial community is well poised to help contribute to positive climate solutions. Alrighty, that does it for this week's Bad Elf's Seconds of Spatial News. Reporting from San Marcos, Texas and B2 Studios, we hope you enjoyed our designated news of the week. If you have any questions about this story or about Bad Elf GNSS products, please feel free to contact me via LinkedIn or through the Geoholics channels. Stay cool out there, Geoholics. Adios. I love you like peaches. Shoot, you know where this is going, buddy. Uh, I feel inappropriate. I love you like peaches, peaches, you know that. (laughs) Well, not peaches, probably more like peach cobbler. Okay, there we go. I'm sweeter than peaches. (laughs) Welcome back, fellow geoholics, to episode 104. Shoot, tell us about the safety apparel. How did we make it this far? 104. Uh, You know what? It's it's only a number at this point. Okay. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Number 104, you know, there's no sports. There's reference. nothing. There's nothing. It's you know not what? as fun I, I, anymore. It's funny you bring it up because I was thinking the other day, it's like, why even say what episode it is at this point? Eh, it makes it It's fun. irrelevant. It, uh, it's it's like, like Joe Rogan doesn't say, this is episode 1,524. Well, when we hit that and Spotify buys us, then we're, then we're all right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. The safety apparel, uh, safety, safety, safety share. share. What do you well, got? Well, there was an accident here in Phoenix or Scottsdale of somebody falling in a trench. So the three S's of trench work are slope it, shore it, shield it. Trenches five feet deep or greater require a protective system unless the excavation is made entirely in stable rock. Trenches 20 feet deep or greater require the protective system to be designed 
by a registered professional engineer or be based or tab on tabulated data prepared and or approved by a registered professional engineer. So keep it in mind. You know, I, I it's it's trend safety. I know you it's know, not. It's, it's a tough one, but something happened locally, so I had to report on it. It's a good one. It's a good reminder, if nothing else. And I know it's not time for the Trimble Geospatial Weekly Words of Wisdom, but I have some words of wisdom as a, as it pertains to something like this. This Shoot. is a, this is a, I don't know a whole, I don't know how many people are Office fans, but I'm a huge Office fan. Dwight Schrute. Okay, here's a great <laughs> quote, right? And this has this ties into this because like if you're working around a trench and you're like, should I get in there? Should I not? Keep this in mind. Think about this. Before I do anything, I think to myself, would an idiot do that? And if the answer is yes, I do not do that thing. <laughs> Done. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it's just that easy. <laughs> Live your life that way. I think I remember that exact episode. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely classic for sure. All right, let's get on with this last episode. Um, amazing feedback on that one. The sloshers are like celebrities now. I'm not sure how they're dealing with their newfound fame. Is but it slosher or slosher? It's, it's both. It just depends it's where both. you are. It yeah. depends on the time of night. If it's early in the night, it's How much you've been drinking. Slossers. Yeah. By the end of the night, Slosser. it's sloshers. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, PJ, tell us about that opening number. All right, yeah, that was uh, Peaches, Bob Schneider, um, one of Austin's most celebrated musicians. Um, one thing Schneider has excelled at in his career is bringing audiences back. Um, though he's received little national press or major major label support, he has managed to become one of the biggest acts in Austin, if not in Texas. Um, his fans, who, are often who often discover him from being brought to his shows by their friends, are fiercely loyal. Uh, many have attended dozens or even hundreds of shows. Thanks to these fans, Schneider has won more Austin Music Awards than any other musician, including Best Songwriter, Best Musician, Best Male Vocals, rounding in at 54 total awards to date. And I do not have a Bob Schneider story. Well, just because I just got introduced to him today, but I can tell you I listened to like his entire library today, and I absolutely love his music. So looking forward to seeing like him at some point. And one of our guests this evening. I was going to say, I feel huge like fan, guest big is fan, a big fan. Big fan. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But... We cannot fail to mention that we are once again in the Diamondback Lancerbank studio, and it's a little warm in here tonight. Why would that be? It's a full house, boys. Full house. Full, yes. full house. Yes. This, <laughs> this is like the most people we've ever had in person here, and I, it's, I, I'm excited. It's a tiny room, but it's full. It's <laughs> full of vibes and energy. <laughs> All right. This week's highlighted friend of the program, who we got this week, Shoots? We got Tiger Supplies. Tiger Supplies launched in 2004 and is known as the Surveying Construction and Engineering Superstore with over 15,000 products featuring top brands such as Leica, Topcon, Spectra, and much more. Tiger will get you the equipment you need to get the job done right. Use promo code GEO15 for 15% off any Adair Pro item, including tripods, bipods, prisms, prism poles, flagging tape, survey markers, and much more. Also, don't forget to check out their YouTube page for product videos, tips, and tricks. You can find out more at tigersupplies.com. Be sure to mention that you're a geoholic for those deep, deep discounts. Dude, that was amazing. It was a That's good read. the best you've ever done. That was, hey, I, I got an audience tonight. Episode 104, <laughs> and you finally nailed perfection. No, no <laughs> stuttering or anything. Oh, fantastic. All right, now it is time for the Trimble Geospatial Weekly Words of Wisdom. This is a great quote, all right? Since our, our topic this <laughs> evening is about uh, business in general, business development, marketing, sales, all that good stuff, here's the quote. 
Here we go. Would you like me to give you a formula for success? It's quite simple, really. Double your rate of failure. You are thinking of failure as the enemy of success, but it isn't at all. You can be discouraged by failure or you can learn from it. So go ahead and make mistakes. Make all you can. Because remember, that's where you will find success. That Solid. Hashtag truth. The gentleman who said that, Thomas J. Watson, who was the chairman and CEO of International Business Machine, better known as IBM. Mm-hmm. Mr. Watson. Yeah, he's no slouch, that guy. <laughs> no, not at all. Speaking of slouches, he's, let's catch up with the boys a little bit. PJ, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, obviously, had a little, I'll keep this short, but we had a little bit of an in-house battle last night for Monday Night Football, and mm-hmm. Chiefs take on the Giants, and we're back. The Chiefs are back. I'm here to oh. announce it. <laughs> I've been cocky on this show before about the Chiefs, and we're back. I mean, it might might have been an ugly win, but took care of business, and... Vegas, it's only up from here. Vegas was at ten and a half, and you were like, "I'll take four at yeah, the about, most." About that a, was horrible. About dude. an hour and a half before kickoff, I get a text, getting trying to get talked into some sort of bet. And at this point, we weren't back, so I didn't have the confidence yet. Um, so I tried to talk him down, talk the spread down. It didn't work. We couldn't find an agreement there. But you barely beat the Giants, and you're claiming your back. Even, even the four that I wanted wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't on, in the cards. So I would have taken. I said four and a half. I was. I, was I drew the line at four. I had some weird superstition, and, and even that wouldn't have worked. I know you would have lost either way, so it's my loss. Yeah, not good, but I'm I'm a hopeful for the future. So before we go on, you have a D Hop story. Oh yeah, I you do. That is crazy. Yeah. I, so I, I get a text. Was it Saturday? Oh, I texted everyone. I texted Saturday, everyone. It's like I just spent ten minutes in the sauna talking yeah. to D Hop. It was insane. I was sitting there with my friend in the sauna at the gym and just talking to him and all of a sudden I hear this person talk about Clemson and talk about how Clemson this year, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of like look up and I'm like Clemson. And he's like, well, back when I was at Clemson and I kind of like look a little closer, I'm like, that's D hop. And we were sitting there and super nice guy, like super candid talking. We're just talking about like different players. Like, um, one thing he had said was like Derrick Henry. He's like, you don't even understand. Like that guy is just different on the field. He's so much bigger. Like he's just, he verbatim, he said he's cut from a different cloth. Nice. I was like, King, that's pretty cool. So yeah, I mean, super down to earth. He was just hanging out there. And I was just like, you have to imagine he could go do that at the practice facility or wherever he can, right? Being yep. who he is. But he probably just likes to go and be a normal person sometimes too. So um, that was a pretty cool uh, experience. Was he rocking the hair? Oh yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. Don, Don Crow's like, not cutting that anything. No, 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 no. Do you think he's like, what, like 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, I, I try to measure up. Uh, he's probably six one, six foot, yeah, taller than me still, and he's probably two hundred plus pounds. Yeah, wow. I nice. mean, for an NFL player, like, there's definitely more surprising people that look huge, but yeah. he just the hair, you know, it's him right when he walks in. So. That's awesome. Did you? So tell me, where were you at? Like the village, or where was it? No, Lifetime at the Biltmore. Oh, Lifetime. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Free, free plug, don't get used yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll send him an invoice. But Anyway, Ryan, how are you, sir? I'm living the dream, boys. I went to the Suns game on Saturday. actually got to see him win. Nice. I had better seats than uh, Dilfy Dilf over here. He was waving from the nosebleeds. I was. <laughs> freaking shoots in the VIP section, and I'm like in the 200 level. I'm like, what the hell? What's wrong with this picture? Uh, it was. It was. Uh, my dad was generous this weekend, so we did that, and then uh, I went as Mr. Incredible on Sunday. Mm, yeah, we'll have to post that photo somewhere. Uh, yeah, we should. I'll, I'll send you the one of me and Hudson. The one with Carrie is not allowed to be posted. Oh, gotcha. Got it. <laughs> That's not allowed, but uh, we, oh my gosh, we got so much candy this year. Oh, there was, 
there was like no traffic in our neighborhood. So every house we went to, the people were just like, here you go, have uh, a bunch of candy. Wow. And so he got he got a full pumpkin. But uh wow. it, it was a busy day. What about you, Delphi Delph? Other than Speaking other than the Suns game, other than the Suns game, yeah, I, love, I I I suck at gambling. Remember last week I was talking about how I'm like winning all these bets. This past weekend, I made up for it all. Every freaking penny that I've won to date was lost this weekend. Wow, it was horrible. It was horrible. Were you going on a full chase and or what happened? Everybody I talked to was like, "This is the worst gambling weekend ever." Everybody Halloween just sucked for everybody. But um, you mentioned Halloween. And I, I saw a picture of this Halloween costume that I absolutely freaking love. Did you guys see any good Halloween costumes? Anyone? Nothing? Me. Not, Mine. Nothing. Drina, did you, did you get dressed up? I hosted a party for 1,300 people, and so many of them were very well-dressed. Oh, very interesting. We'll get to that in just a second. How what was your costume, Jake? I went as uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, did you really? Yeah. Wow. Put on the sweatsuit. Nice. Nice. I love that show right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I haven't, Put on seen, the it too, I haven't yeah. seen it So I saw this couple, and it was awesome. And I mean, I'm, you guys have probably seen this, but it's freaking hilarious. So the guy's got a shirt on that says, Peter, Peter. Have you seen this? And oh. then his wife is dressed as a pumpkin. Because <laughs> he's a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> is that freaking awesome? Jake's still trying to figure it what, out. What Peter, are the Peter, shirts? pumpkin eater. Oh, got it, got Google it. <laughs> pumpkin. Took me a second over here. Now Come he's on. all red. Other than that. Um, the young man. Orange. I got in and I got in on Lucid at a good time. Went up like thirty five percent. Well, that's um, a good gamble. Yeah, for yep. sure. It's leveling off right now. We'll see what happens there. I think I'm going to stick it out a little bit, but we'll see. Just hold on to it. Hold on to it for a bit. Yep. Yeah. I, I heard it as one of the stocks. It's going to. It's going to be. It's going to multiply ten times over the next ten years, almost like Tesla did, basically. Okay. That's the stock you want to have. That's what you're going to. Yeah. Well, if you're in for the long haul, for sure, right? Yep. And all the reviews I've seen of the the Lucid Air that came out are uh, incredible, absolutely positive. Just get ready to take. Uh, to not look at it when it because it's going to have some dips, right? Yeah, for just sure. Like, just like Tesla. So. Yep, just ride it for sure. I don't know. That's Stomach all it I out. got. That's all I got. That's easy. Okay, should we get on with this? Let's do it. Oh all right, we have got a house full this evening. So we have, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves here in just a second, tell us a little bit about them. But we have Rich Antonio, we have Mr. Bill Swope, and we have the lovely and beautiful Miss Darina Bustamante. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having Thanks us. For having of us. course, of course. So let's kind of just go around the horn, and uh, Rich, I'm going to let you go first. A little self-introduction, just name, current job or role, and um, I got an icebreaker question for you. If you had to lose one appendage, what would it be? You can do the other stuff first right. if you'd like. Yeah, you got to think hard on that one. Is that the same question for both of us? For all three of you. Okay. Well, you get, everybody else gets more time. I get it. Bill. So, no, I'm, yeah, I'm we Rich get a lot of time. Nice. Uh, I'm the VP of Business Development, excuse me, for uh, Alta Southwest. Uh, if I could lose one appendage, well, it'd probably be my left hand because I had no use of it for two years. Anyway, oh. So I'm not a very left hand, I'm very right hand dominant. But you got to tell us that story. I, um, motorcycle accident, wow. three-wheeler, thought it was a good idea to jump. Uh, about halfway through the jump, I figured out it was not a good idea. That's all I remember for about two hours. So. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Darina, I'll let you go next. So an appendix. Well, isn't he going to introduce the rest of them? Oh, so. Name and role, and then <laughs> Dorina your appendix. Bustamante, Director of Business Development for Red Talk Powell Associates. We are a civil engineering firm. And if it's an appendage that I still want to 
function in life with. First, I was going to say my head, but I can't do that. So maybe I could lose. I was going to say one of my fingers on yes. my See? left hand because yeah. I'm right-handed. But I don't want to lose my whole hand. Yeah, Let's no, just you, lose you, a you, finger. Which one, though? I mean, it's important. Well, not my ring finger because it's still available. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, I don't know. That's an awful question. We'll, we'll come back to Just you. Just go with the pinky. Yeah. We'll come back yeah, to you. It's, it's useless. Need it. It's not useful. <laughs> All right, Mr. Swope. Uh, hi, I'm Bill Swope. I'm the survey business development manager for Half Associates in uh, uh, Richardson, Texas. I'm uh, at, at Fris in Frisco, Texas right now at my home. Um, is an ear an appendage or is that, can I lose an ear? That's a good um, I don't, I'm not going to qualify that as an appendage. I mean, it, you know, it flaps around or whatever. So I second that vote. <laughs> but, it, but it holds your glasses up. You know what? Uh, if we're going to get technical, okay. I think you're probably right. An ear it is. Well, I, an ear I, it is. I lose an ear. All right. Yeah, Shoes, yeah. what about you? What are you going to lose? Uh, left pinky. It's useless. Are you going to drink left tea? pinky? Yeah. I, I don't need to hold. The, I'm not that fancy. Yes, to, you are. To hold we've, it out there. We've seen it. We've oh, I drink it with the right hand. <laughs> I'll put the pinky out in the right hand. What about you, Jay? When I deal with the queen, I'll go with uh, pinky toe. Right? I, you need that for balance or something. I think or, you do. You, know? you need all your toes, baby. Yeah. I need all of them. All right. I'll go with my left pinky too. Yeah, I'll join yeah, with yeah, you, right? We won't be fa uh, fancy anymore we'll, drinking our tea. <laughs> exactly. We'll bump. We'll bump half this. I'm gonna retract mine and go for an ear. Uh, and here it is. <laughs> here it is. Not so bad. Not so bad. Most, most guys could say they don't. They don't need the ear anyways. We, we're always told we're not listening. Anyways. Not listening exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. For me, I think it'd be not my left pinky toe, but like the second toe in. Um, I don't think that toe has any use. To be honest with you, it, it I think deals with all stabilizers. Yeah. I knew a person one time that. We're getting way off track here. He was standing on, he was working on a construction site, and this is a long time ago. He was standing on a beam, okay, and his part of his foot was hanging over the beam, and another beam came down and took off like four of his toes. Yeah. So he had like almost like a club foot type thing. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. But he, on, on, in, in the he shouldn't laugh at this. Yeah, he was working on a high rise project. Down. Yep, exactly. Yep. I've climbed many a cranes. Have you really? Yeah, it's what girls do. Of course. Why, you, know, why, 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 is, you gotta go on the crane. We'll get to that later. All right. So the topic of this uh, show actually obviously is business development. We're gonna we've got three great people here to bounce some ideas off of. So I think the first thing we should do is really define what business development is. You know, I mean you hear about business development, you hear about marketing, you hear about sales, and I think they're three different things, personally. Um, I'm going to give Rich an opportunity to start this. Talk about what you feel business development is. Well, I mean, the defined deal is that trying to, uh, you know, you're identifying new clients and business, but it's really kind of relevancy within the, within the company. I keep on turning away, sorry. Um, and it, it's kind of helping with the process and, and to drive growth. To drive growth. That's key takeaway there. Uh, Darina, would you like to go next? Talk about what do you think about business development or marketing or sales? Feel free to jump in on any one of the three. I think that I agree 100% with um, with Rich about that they're different, but we are in the same org, if you will, if we look at how AEC companies are organized. Business development, marketing, and communications should always be in the same wheelhouse. And we can talk more later about my journey over the last 15, 18 years in civil engineering and land development and how I've realized that we are an org, but we are different functions. 
and business development, I think main, mainly is retaining existing relationships, building new relationships, and also fence mending and making mm. sure that, you know, the people that we might not and clients that we might not feel great about or project managers that have there are gone that we always reach out and it's all about relationships and business development and having that um, key capability to be able to gather intel and have it first and be able to share it with the, your team and with others and that's what creates the edge. Yeah, I, my key takeaway there is the intel part of it. That's such a huge part of business development mm-hmm. is developing trust. and uh, yeah, the, the and trust and, and the intel. Uh, Bill, what do you got on that? Yeah, well, I, I think both Rich and Darina had some you know really good uh, uh, insight into what business development is. Um, for me, I, th- I think the only thing that I would you know expand upon that, um, I mean, the relationship part of it is is very important. I think BD is you know establishing those relationships. But also within that is establishing your credibility um, or your expertise, um, because I think that goes then a long way to, to, to gaining, you know, your, your clients uh, trust um, and uh, and just, you know, making yourself the expert um, is what I always talk about. Try to try to be the expert in your field. Yeah, so Bill pretty much summed up the whole show right there. But we're going to drill <laughs> down into some of those things. We're done. We're going to drill down into some of those things. So what we're talking about here is we're talking about attracting clients, right? Build engagement. You want to build engagement and establish relationships with these clients. And ultimately, that's going to result in opportunities, mm-hmm. right? And I'd also say go. that it's vital to have healthy relationships with your colleagues and competitors. It's mm, a good point. Yeah. Really good point. Expand yeah, on that just a little bit. Because we team. Right. And yeah. sometimes we have to divide and conquer. And sometimes if we're with a certain, if it's government work, you can only win so much with a certain agency. So we're constantly discussing how we prime or sub. Mm-hmm. And the teaming dynamic is very exciting. For all you fantasy football players, come into the AEC world because it is all about <laughs> teaming and hedging and intel and figuring out like, which players are going to be the key players? Because I know what I'm selling. I'm not a civil engineer. I'm selling my key project managers yep. and matchmaking them to our potential client. Yeah, that's really insightful. Uh, Bill, do you have anything to add to that? Well, yeah, and just that, you know, a lot of us too are like, uh, take surveyors, for example, or photogrammetrists. We all do the same thing. So it's good to network and get ideas, bounce off, you know, you know issues with each other. So um, Darina is right, you know, right about that. You know, we got to, maintain relationships not only with clients but with with uh, our competitors in, in a lot of cases and i i would go so, so far to say like if you work for a really small company it's it's it's, it's so important to build relationships with the medium-sized guys the large guys and if you work for a large company it goes the same way you got to build relationships with the medium-sized companies and the small companies because especially now more than ever we need each other Absolutely. Would you agree, Rich? Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you know, I mean, I think working together just from an industry standpoint, it, it becomes where, again, working together, you're kind of promoting the industry that you're in. I mean, right now with the labor shortage, it truly that we can all help each other out. And not only even clients, because you have a lot of retirees that are still looking, they're young, they still want to kind of come to work. They come to work for usually our side, mm-hmm. which really helps it. But if we can all help each other, it's going to help the industry. There's plenty of business out there for everyone. As long as we all, we, we know our place, we know how we can help each other. 
that's really the key of it is it's not only promotion of company, but industry. Yeah, for sure. And by doing that, you're going to look better. You know, I mean, it's, there's no re there's no room for ego. There's no room for, you know, being prideful. I mean, humility is the thing that I go back to all the time when it comes to everything in life, honestly, but when it comes to like business development and marketing and sales and this and that showing humility goes so far. Mm -hmm. We need to keep our guys and gals busy. So if we have to take a sub role instead of a prime role, I think that's part of the dance. And it's an important thing. And it's also important for where we are in Arizona. I know we all work in different states, but in this region, just showing that Southwest is ready and we can build when other parts of the country and the world don't have the capabilities that we have here in Arizona right now for economic development. And it's still a, such a small community. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, yep. people are moving there, you know, the great migration we've heard and all of the different, you never know what's going to happen. So, you know, again, making sure, you know, the humility from a standpoint, but never burning that bridge because you just never know where someone's going to land. No doubt about it. No doubt Carousel. about it. Once, once one <laughs> it, it really is. falls. And like, you know, like I, you know, I can speak for the surveyors, you know, it's such a small community of surveyors, you know, it's like if one guy leaves, you know, one company and goes to another, that's just the start of the domino effect. Mm -hmm. And somebody's going to leave another company and go to that. And it's just, it's crazy. And it, it's so important not to ever burn any bridges. Uh, Bill, do you have anything to add to, to that topic? Well, yeah. And, and we're always moving all, all around, all over the place. I mean, Rich kind of touched on it a little bit, but you know, we're a prime example of it. You know, I was in Arizona with you guys not so long ago and now I'm over here in Texas. I think we still work on projects in, in the states that we both are in, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, switching those or flip-flopping those too. So, I mean, again, you, it's, it's just important to build those networks and those relationships as you go throughout your career. And the longer you stay in your career and you keep doing that, uh, the more people you're going to know, the more chances you have for different opportunities. That's so huge for project managers to know as well, because they don't think of themselves as business developers. And really, for me as a business developer, I'm selling their t them as top talent. So I wouldn't be a part of Ritok Powell Civil Engineering if it wasn't for Carl Oberg, Steve Lewis, John Cat, Raj Shaw. You know, these guys are ballers, and they're the best of the best in the region. And I'm selling them. It's not Dorina Bustamante. I'm selling them as your project manager that's going to do all the things for the next six months to five years, depending on the project. And every company, you know, is structured differently from a business development perspective because, <clears throat> excuse me, I've worked for really small firms and I've worked for really large firms. And Rich and I were talking before we started. Um, I worked for Stanley Consultants in Chicago and their model was that if their business development folks, let's say they want a project, you know, as a business development person, then they were the single point of contact from the beginning to the end of that project. Like they like were concierging the, it. Concierge, basically. That's how it yeah. should be. Yeah, so do you, do you like that model? Um, yes, because that's how I am, and I want to make sure that my people, anyone that I bring into the fold, that they're going to be treated with kid gloves. Mm -hmm. But also, I know it's a hard job because we're designing roadways and highways and bridges and mitigating, you know, land out of floodplains. So it's, it's, a, it's a journey, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's all of that. But then there's the seller-doer model as well, you know? I mean, Bill, I'm not sure how it is at half, but I mean, what, what's your perspective on that? It's, it's different at half than what I've done a lot because for most of my career, it was kind of the seller-doer model. At half, um, one of the things that they, you know, discussed with me when I come in, came in there was they want me to, to get the, the, the new client to the 20-yard line, and once we get to that point, they're going to they're gonna take it from there. Hmm. Um, 
And, and, and even as I've been there, my role has changed a little bit uh, to where I was just talking with uh, another coworker today is I'm not involved in the day-to-day projects as much as I used to be. I'm more on the front end of finding that new business or even new sectors that we're working in now. So uh, things have changed a little bit for me over time. How about you, Rich? Well, yes. Uh, you know, I like that model. The, the challenge, I've been in both. I've been so we're a local, regional, and then I was a national sales or really I, I operated and sold. So it was a whole different scenario there because I am involved. It is that. But I, I think the challenge is depending on your industry, depending on the channel, depending on the company, what happens is, is yes, you still want to become relevant. What we have to become is make sure our team is involved because it is one person and, you know, unfortunately just bandwidth can't do it all. And you're really, as we're selling that team or really div- kind of highlighting the team and, and you know, Doreen is fine. Correct. You know, it's our line in line. doesn't matter what it is. I come from the facility world. My set, you know, back in the day, it was $7 an hour cleaner. What they did really helped me through that process of relationships. And they were our most important salesperson. I was just the one that was the customer therapist, the employee therapist, you know, I was the one that could speak well. And so I think, you know, the, the models have to change and the markets changing throughout this is, is what we really need to become is, Yes, we still want that relationship. We have to carry that relationship on because we have to create new opportunities later, stay on top of the stack, depending on what, you know, for, from our standpoint and our company, we have to continue that relevancy. But the day-to-day, we have to fold them into the mix. And I, and I still like the team approach when you go into meetings, have SMEs that are actually coming in. Hey, you know, I'm the great talker. I can do this, but here's our team. This yeah. is what we want to create. Because you're selling your people ultimately. That's what it boils down to. And in, 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 in the world we're in right now, especially in the, in, in the industry that we all work in, you know, surveying, engineering, you know, mapping, all that, um, finding good people is so hard. <laughs> so hard. And uh, they're at a premium, let's face it. Uh, and, and that's one thing I like that you said, Doreen. You know, it's like you, you, you mentioned specific names. You're like, these guys are freaking rock stars. I am selling these people. And that's, that's so true. The other thing is, I mean, being a business developer for – I mean, for the most part, we provide a service versus a product, right? If you're a business developer for a service versus a product, I think it's different, right? Bill, would you agree with that? Yeah, it is. Although, you know, with with what we do in, in photogrammetry or aerial mapping and surveying, I mean, we do have a, a product, too, that we're giving there. So we're kind of, you know, both. We have the field work, which is the service, the processing, which is the service, but then they're going to get, an, you know, an electronic product from us as well and in many cases you know maybe a hard a hard map you know too yeah there's so there is a product involved as, as well no not no doubt about yeah. it yeah but there but there is you hit upon it there's the difference in, in those two things you know when you're selling say you know sometimes in business development we'll say a commodity or we've been commoditized commoditized yep. you know and that's the thing if then it's it's more like that that thing that you're selling like when you're walking into a store brick-and-mortar store versus when you're talking to somebody about completing some work for you. I would say that winning work right now is an avalanche for us on the public and private side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank goodness that we have such great ongoing 40, we're a 43-year-old company with a backbone in transportation. But what I'm finding is on the matchmaking front is not only all of our rock star leadership, but their favorite, not their favorite, but their their leaders who they're grooming to start to think about who they, how they want to cultivate their team. 
so that they can be the next. And those are conversations that I'm also happening that are also happening with our project managers when they're like, we have too much work. And it's like, well, let's keep on getting more and think about who you want to be on your team and start thinking of yourself as a leader as well, like in the next three to five, 10 years. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that business development, you know, the roles that all three of you have in your respective companies, has that role changed as a result of the pandemic over the last couple of years or has it pretty much stayed the same? Are there different challenges now that may exist that didn't exist before? I mean, for me, I think the challenge more so is it's the current environment of our, of the, with the labor shortage, you know, the, the pandemic was one thing. Sure. It's where you work, what you do, but from a service standpoint, construction industries, any of those, we were still frontline workers at the end of the day, they were still out there doing it every single day, going to work. It's, it's what it's becoming now. And Bill kind of mentioned it. It was, it was an industry depending on which, where you were going, they tried to commoditize it. We can no longer can commoditize this kind of work because the biggest premium is employees. And if you don't invest in your employees in the future and kind of highlight those, there is no growth in the future because the rest of it doesn't matter. Yeah. I love that. And as a result, when it becomes a commodity, it's like basically lowest guy wins the work, right? That is that I think we, we can't, we can't, that, that can't be the business development model anymore as far as being a commodity because you have to, you have to spend money to get the best people. And as a result, you have to charge more for that. Yeah, but it's slightly more. I mean, it's not a gouge. Do you want to be, um, you know, do you want to get a cost, a change fee later on? Or do you want, do you want to know the truth? Or do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? You know what I mean? Because either way, you're going to pay for it. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. And it's always been that way, right? But it's just, we just said different things. Now it's on the forefront. We don't have Mm -hmm. to... We don't have to kind of go around that with certain customers. Oh, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, we'll build it in. You, you just might not know it. I mean, yeah. We're always being honest, but it, it, it's exactly that. So. Do you want to hear the truth right. or do we want yeah. me to tell you what you want to hear? Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, switching gears, Bill, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I mean, does does your business development strategy or, or, the, or tactics change when you're focused on public versus private clients? Is there a difference? Yes and no. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the basic tenets of, of what you're doing, you know, from prospecting to, you know, having a, a initial contact to, to building the relationship to where you, you know, get them to give you a proposal or, or get a cost estimate from you. You know, I think those intrinsically kind of, kind of stay the same. And, and, uh, but I've found over the years that the, the whole key to this is, is adapting to change. And that change is just constant. And in particular with what I do in geospatial, that change seems to be coming at such a breakneck speed. Sometimes it doesn't seem like you can keep up with it. Um, and, and so I plan for change now as much as anything like you know, an industry what, like evolution what, what kind of change do you mean like a well change? i i mean i i tried to so you know again what they have me doing now or what you know my role at half is is, is more of finding that new thing out there whether it be a company um or or maybe somebody within a company that we work with you know because with geospatial I'm trying to find new ways to use the technology to expand what we do. Um, and I find that even at this point, I'm, I'm working with just about every uh, practice that we have at half. 
Um, and, and so, but, but the change comes with that technology because I've got to constantly adapt that technology to find new sectors or to find new ways into the, into the old clientele that we have um, uh, to keep ourselves fresh and new, but then keep up on the technology. And when you get on the business development side that I'm on again, where I'm kind of taking the, the newer folks to about the 20 yard project work is being done and I'm not really involved with that. I've also got to keep up, you know, with what I do. I'm a certified photogrammetrist, so I've got a hundred hours worth of, uh, of, of PDHs I've got to get every five years to, to maintain that uh, certification. Um, and it, it becomes difficult when you're not actually working on the, the projects and the, the technology behind it is changing so quickly. So I, I think getting back in this long answer here, but change has just become something that I just try to plan for in as many different ways as I can. That's interesting. And I, I think, Bill, one of the things you're referring to is just the, the, the rate that technology is advancing. It's crazy what's going on right now in the, in the geospatial world, especially, you know, and I don't think it necessarily affects like the engineering side of it per se. I think se. it does because right now there's like stuff coming out like, Bill, like all of you, are there ways to radar underground and measure like, everything? Yeah, GPR, yeah. The, the GP, uh -huh. like, yep. I'm hearing yeah. more and more from the, I don't know if it's for this podcast, but anyway, <laughs> but yes, the more that can be, I think, Surf. This is why I was excited to be on this damn podcast, Geoholics. I'm like, you guys measure Earth, okay? <laughs> like vertically, horizontally, all the things. And there's so much that civilization doesn't realize is underground that we do. Yeah. Like the collective we as engineering do. Sure. And I think there's, to Bill's point, is you're never going to stop because the technology is probably just going to keep on improving. And all that data... You know, just for the city of Phoenix alone, they don't even know where all of their utilities are located. The fifth yeah, largest city right. in the United States of the world. Right. What do we do? Start digging up streets? No, that that's, you're right. That's a topic for a whole nother show. <laughs> but the subsurface <laughs> yeah. utility engineering stuff, though, you're exactly right. It's, uh, it's a whole nother market. I don't say it's untapped because it's, it's not untapped, but it's something that is providing more value than ever because our records, as far as infra infrastructure goes, across this country are horrible. They're horrible. Untapped yeah. market. But you know, this is, this is about a little bit too, you know, about stepping outside of your comfort zone too, <laughs> because, and I was just at a great conference, which was, and again, I don't want to get into technology, but it, it kind of is driving this whole thing. And there was some really cool stuff there, you know, with drones doing different things that I've never thought of, you know, leak detection for oil and gas and for renewable energy. Yep. Um, they've got drones now that are using literally ultrasound to measure the depths of, of, of tanks and walls and things like that. And so, you know, so it's not particularly surveying and mapping, but it's something that as someone who's in that field already, we can adapt to that new technology and offer that as an additional value add service to what we already give them as surveyors or photogrammetrists. And that's the new way that I do business development is not just finding those clients, but finding those new industries that I can insert myself into to find the clients. That's, that's such a great point because really we've always as business developers had to, had to do a active listening approach, right? There's, we have a solution, they have a need, but I think now, especially when you talk about municipality and private municipality is a lot more pro outsourcing than they ever have been oh. They're Again, their short retirees are up, especially after this. So what we do is, is, is Bill's correct, being nimble and understanding, hey, we're already there. What other services do you need to cover and how do we 
certification-based? Is it something we can clearly get or easily get? We have a lot of smart people that work for us. Why not? And if it can help you out, now again, we're building that fence, continuing for future growth that we're going to be there for a long time. How do you articulate that? Because the rest of the world doesn't know what the capabilities are. So this is like a surveyor's like delight. This is like your turn right now with like all the infrastructure and tra- like this is like your time. Yeah, I'm- no, I totally agree. It's like I mean, we've said it before. It's like surveyors are in the driver's seat right now, not just because we're the best. <laughs> But, well, you're the first. But the you're thing first is, on the scene. Yeah, but because it, there's there's so much technology at our fingertips now, and like you mentioned earlier, there's so many different ways that we can measure the Earth's surface, whether it be from the air, you know, measuring underground. What there is so much. The the challenge is staying on top of the technology and keeping up with it. And I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Bill was alluding to earlier. And and if I can add to that, also what really needs to happen and how you articulate it is through the associations and different networking groups. Mm-hmm that now it has to be a united messaging for all in the industry because a lot of the end customer uses, they don't know what they don't know. And, you know, we're still learning every day and what, oh, that's a great, oh, you know, hey, that's part of our jobs is to come up with a strategic vision of what are we going to do for the future? And, well, that sounds, I think we could maybe do that. Or, hey, I was talking. And I think it's the same thing, just having talks with people, understanding their needs so that we can kind of come out with that out, those outputs of how, how can we do it? Because I think right now more than ever, there really is, there's endless the possibilities, limit. right? I mean, it's, it's sure Sky's, we can Earth's try Earth's the it. limit. Yeah. Sky's the limit. We used yeah. to say <laughs> it true. and then nobody believed us. Now they're actually starting to believe now us. Now we need it. And yeah. you guys are, you guys, guys and gals in, on the survey side, on geoholic side are literally the first out there. And how many projects go haywire when proper identification underground is not identified? No question. Like literally it's the downfall of most <laughs> developments, especially mm-hmm. when they're halfway through and they realize that, you know, the piping down the street can't, con- can't contain the impact of the density, like la 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 la. I mean, it goes on and on. And that, yeah. that's not even considering like rural communities that don't have infrastructure connected to them. So, yep. but might, but don't know it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're right. And I, I think that, and, and Bill, I'm going to put this one in, in, in your lap. Um, now, more than ever, just because of all the things we just mentioned, it's, it's more important that we listen to what our clients are saying. Because if we listen, we're going to get a better understanding of what their problems or their issues are. And then because we're knowledgeable, because we stay on top of technology, on top of technology we're going to come up with the best solution. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a matter of knowing what you do. And then being able to apply that to something that's that's new and different, you know, um, and and it's 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 funny because in reality, what we're talking about is something really simple uh, for the most part when it comes to, you know, uh, the geospatial realm. It's just data collection. It's just a, a more efficient means of doing data collection and new and different ways of doing data collection. But it's because we've gotten this new technology that allows us to do this. We're able to to change perceptions about what land surveying is and, and how it can be expanded in the future and, and moved into different markets. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's really exciting and it's fun to be at the forefront of this. This doesn't happen a lot in, in, you know, in every industry that you get a chance to be there when there's significant change happening that's propelling things at the, at the rate that it is right now. 
Yeah, can't can't agree anymore with what you just said right there. Um, it's like your time. Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> like all the guys and gals on the field who are out there, like sweating it out to the oldies. Like all the like surveying is ancient. Second oldest uh, profession, by the way. What's the first? Prostitution. <laughs> Prostitution. Oh, I got it right. <laughs> Well, I might be a madam, and I might be madaming all of these men tonight. Just wait. Five, five, five. I'm just kidding. But the thing is, though, I mean, you know, I mean, here's here's the thing. I mean, you're exactly right. Now's the time. I mean, this surveyors right now are in more higher demand than ever, and everything that they can offer is in higher demand than ever. But they're in the shortest supply. I was going to say, there are fewer of them than ever before. Exactly. That's the biggest challenge. Where are all those hipsters that like to be outside and roam around and Um, tag themselves? That's basically (laughs) being a survey. I mean, that's like a a simple entry point. Remember, you got to go and find those those people, too. So this is where the associations um, become very valuable, Mm -hmm. um, at least in my view. And, and also, I'm lucky enough with the company that I'm at that they give me a lot of autonomy with what I do. Um, and they feel that if I go out and, and help with things in the community, um, that that will bring business our way too in the end. So I do a lot of work with the ISDs in Texas. Um, and, and here's the thing, they don't understand that the careers in surveying and geospatial are even there. They don't have job code classifications for this. So a lot of it is, is working with them to understand what's actually there and, and, the, and, and what those um, opportunities are for their students. Uh, once they uh, get out of high school. For sure, for sure. Let's circle back to business development plans. You guys think that's a good idea? Sure. <laughs> plans? Do people actually make business Let's development plans? The well, here's the, here's the plan. Here, here, here's my question, I guess. So, Oh, my God, right. Because of- Do you have a business development plan? Yeah. Hold on. Are you in business development? Right. You cannot talk. Yeah. Okay. Right. Do you have a business yeah. development plan? Every day. That's right. In your yeah. mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But has your CEO approved it, and are we working it? So we have a plan. Right. Uh, what, but do what you we have say a plan? And what's on paper? Doesn't the plan change every single day? It has to. We go with the flow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a grand plan. Obviously, yes. there's always a grand plan. You have to grow. That's the plan. Sustain. Sustain and grow. Correct. And in, in multiple industries, it depends on where you're at. Companies, it's it all in. It's exactly that. And it's one day. It's I want this. The next day, well, we need to do this. Do you want to do this or do you want to do this? <laughs> so every day, it's not only where we're, uh, uh, business developers necessarily, here's what we sell. We sell to our company of what do you need that day, and we're going to go and make it happen. Now, how do we make it happen? Because it doesn't matter because the next day it's going to be something new, so it won't matter. I would also add, because that was fucking awesome, <laughs> that we're fire starters and right. firefighters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which is why we really need surveyors. <laughs> Oh, man. But, you know, it sounds like we're all part of companies that are on the progressive side because there's some companies out there, let's face it, that are just completely stale, you know, and their business development plan is the same way they've done it for the last 10, 15 years, right? It's like, this is the way we've always done it. Horrible. I mean... Well, those are the companies that usually don't have a business development plan. I mean, the same business development plan every year is like not having one. And it's... It's the, I've worked for the large, large multinational corporations, right? And their plan was, sure, it's easy, 7%. 
Okay, just how? numbers based. <laughs> it's all numbers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're graded on sales. You're graded. It's not on relationships. It's not. Now that particular company is not much in the U.S. anymore. So that tells you what that plan is, is you have to, <laughs> it goes back to the plan needs to be, you know, from me, my standpoint, how I look at that, the plan, the investment is in your people. It's easy to go out and develop and grow mm-hmm. when you have great people behind you because it's, it's really simple. You know, right now it's even better if you have great people, but that's the key. So the plan is, is sure, I can go and get whatever you want. The key is, is can we do it? Can we, can we do it with quality? Can we do it on time? You know, what's the goal for the operational approach to it? So. The kiss of death is overselling, under-delivering. Correct. Right? Kiss of death. Um, well said. Thank you. Me or him? <laughs> me. Both. Both. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, but I was you literally too. talking oh. to Ridge Antonio. <laughs> but you too. You did great. On that one. Yeah. Really good. But job. you're cute. Stroke my ego. Come on. Stroke my ego. I like the map behind your head. All right. <laughs> All right. So um, before we move on, let's talk a little bit about brand management. I think that's a huge part of what we're doing. I know like all the companies that we work for are, are big on the brand. Uh, and Bill, I know this is something you've always believed in, so I'm going to let you go first on this. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, I, I'm very lucky right now in that half has a, a great marketing group um, that that I uh, I get to use a lot. Um, but I still, I, I mean, you know, I, I do things with ASPRS, American Society for Photogrammetry and Remote Sensing. So I'm always, you know, trying to find content to push for that. I'm always trying to find content to push for half. And what I do as a profession and, and for me, mostly it's, it's on LinkedIn at this point, um, because I do think LinkedIn works if you use it the right way. Uh, um, but, uh, but brand is, is, is very important and <laughs> I'm lucky that I don't have to worry about it that much, except just to do my job. Can confirm. Can't go, shoots is in the house. What you got on that shoots? Hit us with something. No, everything Bill said, I, I a hundred percent agree uh, as a fellow half employee, it, uh, uh, newer to the company, but they are great at that, and their marketing is is fantastic. And there's not only company branding, but there's personal branding as well. Like, for example, like um, you two are in front of me right now, and you guys are kind of the face faces of your respective companies. So your personal branding is just as important as professional branding. Would you agree with that, Darina? A hundred percent, and that's why I don't. I'm not an act. What I post on social media is very limited. Um, I'm a very private person. When I'm with an organization, I represent that organization. And I work so much in government relations that no one, it's just, it's just, it's, it's all about the business messaging and the causes and the organizations. I, and I think that's a huge part of establishing and reinforcing an established organization is you don't need a bunch of, you know, riffraff posting inappropriate things. Uh-huh about their and diminishing their personal brand whilst trying to embody you know the larger good and we're here for the greater good and those of us in business development need to realize that we are also in public relations bingo i love that and it's so easy to tarnish your personal brand if you're not careful it just takes like one misstep (laughs) well i think there's i think there's some latitude unless you're like just totally ridiculous but i think over time there's we all have to be cautious when we are in public-facing roles. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. Rich, what, what, what no, do you want to have well, to add for well, that? Well, that's exactly it. You know, it, it, the challenge is, is coming from the, you know, both sides before really social media, really, you kind of learned is your reputation is the one thing you carry with you forever, right? You know, now in social media, it's what's perceived. It's no longer your mm. reputation. So you have to be careful. And I agree with Dorina is that from the standpoint of a lot, some maybe the tarnished side of business development anymore is people are doing so much self-branding. Mm. They forget who they're working for. Mm. So you're, Interesting. you're protecting the brand at the same, it, you got to have loyalty. People see through that. I think anymore you, you're who you're working for because you're going out to your personal network. And, and you know, if you're oh, this week, I'm here this week, I'm there. We have to really be careful of that because it, you lose a little bit of your reputation from that. And, and you know, especially and you're compromising. In government, absolutely. Government oh. and everything like that. It, it's you really do have to be careful with that. I mean, the, the self the self branding is is I'm reputable. I, you, I'm, I'm saying what I mean. I'm protecting what your needs are and we're going to create an outcome for you. It's a fine dance, yeah. especially for women. There's definitely a double standard, mm. unfortunately. Mm. So it, these are the days that we are in and in our industry of architecture, engineering and construction. The E is in the middle, so, you know, there's architects. I think architectural firms are more stringent. GCs are a little, have a different oh. code of conduct because they're on the field, they're outside, they're on the job site. Us as engineers, we're in and out of the office, and I think we really have to be mindful, especially when we do government work. Yeah, no question. And it's a whole nother recruiting side, right? I mean, because it's still the way that it was when you say it's always been this way. Well, it's got to change because we're losing 50% of the applicants with that type of mentality mm -hmm. of the old school thinking because there are more females out there in the workplace and we, we need to attract them more into technical, technical services. That's really the future of this. We have like totally four agree. or six badass engineers in our company at Red Talk Powell. I mean, and they are like onward and upward. So, yeah, I don't think that if it wouldn't be a say, it, they probably, I can't speak for them, but I know I wouldn't feel comfortable going into an organization that didn't feel, you know, welcoming or had a different type of attitude. I mean, I'm a little bit wacky, but so is everyone else. <laughs> I think everybody's a little wacky in their own right. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's talk a little bit about um, maybe some business development strategies or tactics that seem to be effective. And <clears throat> Bill, I mean, you're, you're, you're the master of a lot of these things, you know. Um, you know, you, like you have put yourself, I mean, you're not a surveyor and you will be the first one to admit that, but yet you have put yourself out there to get involved with the, you know, the State Surveying Society and a number of other um, professional organizations. Talk about the importance of that. Yeah, well, I, th I think it goes back to a little bit of what we were just talking about with the branding there. But I look at branding being more on the, the company level and, and then establishing yourself, as I said earlier, as the expert on, on the personal level. And I think what you want to do. So that's what I've tried to do, um, whether it's been with just doing some work with an association and showing them that I'm willing to go in there and roll up my sleeves and actually do something. I try to, you know, find a, a solution to problems rather than, you know, just being part of the association, number one. Um, and, and the same thing goes with what I try to do every day. Um, and I've gotten better as I've gotten older at it, I think, because I understand the importance of, of maintaining what you do and being consistent about it. People recognize that over time and, and it, it does, it builds a reputation for you, a good reputation. 
And and I think that's it. That's important. And a, and a, one of one of the best tactics that you can have. Now that takes time. Uh, I understand, but but it's what you should be shooting for. Again, like you like you've said a couple times already, and I'm a huge believer in this is being an expert in your field how, and how important that is. Um, Darina, do you have anything to add to that? Let's go to let's go to Rich. Let's go to Rich. <laughs> so much pressure right now. Let's go to Kent. Um, let's yeah. go to let's go to Ryan. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I, do I, think, I defer yeah. to Bill. Yeah, <laughs> he's the expert. Well, yeah. just only only because I like latched onto a few things that Bill said. That like especially like intentionality. Like if we're gonna be a member of something or sponsor something, then we need to have a dynamic role. I need logo glory. I need my leadership present i need to make sure that we get the bang for the buck and if we're going to become a member of something i need we need to have a like engaged staffer who's attending and reporting back and creating opportunities for further engagement so i mean those sponsorships and memberships can pay their weight in gold if we can demonstrate the case to the leadership. And I think that's a huge struggle that we have is business development is mm. like our budget for sponsorships and marketing sure. and some of the intangibles. Yeah. It's like you, you want to get the most bang for your buck, right? Rich. You, you do. But at the same token, that goes back to now your brand and your logo. The organization has to understand it. Just like Doreen said, great. Let's say it's just a golf tournament, right? Everyone's like, Oh, it's just a golf tournament. It's just a hole. Who cares? Well, there's nothing worse than you're sitting out there with this booth and 110 degrees here in Arizona, and it's one person. And they're like, hmm, okay, you're really, you know, it, it still is your luck. brand, right? It's still your brand. And, and the engagement has to be across the point. company. So, you know, and then you look at from a per personal side and the balance of life and, and getting involved in your community it's the same thing. It's, it's, you want to, you know, I know for me, I have that duality from the standpoint of professional networking events and, and going to the associations, becoming, trying to be, and I, and I need to get better at that. And even over the years, I've gotten better to be involved in those and, and volunteer. But in my private life, I've always been more of a private community activist and, and trying to in, get involved in community, standing up for my community and what it is. And that's still branding because people totally. are saying, well, what are you doing now? There's never a moment that I don't talk about Alta is every moment, and I've known some guys for 20, 30 years, I still talk about it. And, and that's hard to explain to people, and especially even your own company. It's like, we're not an eight to five. It's day in and day out. It's always, we're always talking about our brand and what it is, internally and externally. And I think that's, it's good to have both balances. It's almost like we're seems like tailors. Mm -hmm. We're always like threading things together. Mm, like right. we don't miss a moment. To be like, oh, here's what we do. Oh, you have Great that point. issue. Oh, you know, we could do that. Or I know someone in our field. I mean, aren't we constantly referring, you know, creating solutions for people? Yes. I think that's another BD yeah. role. It's like, we are totally. like the ultimate helpers. Absolutely. Like, just let me be a gnome. I want to be like the person who, I'm a utility player in every organization that I'm in. Just send me out as part of the advance team. I will find the landmines. I will knock on doors. I will kick them down. Whatever it is that needs to happen, you know, and I yeah. think that's a huge part as yeah. well is like being with intentionality, but with community stuff and what we do personally and with our organization, the showing up um, across the board is major, not just one person, but for everyone in the organization to be involved, because I think it also creates value for the people who are there. Like, 
thank you. I might be a junior EIT who just was hired, or I might be an executive vice president, but thank you for bringing me into this function or cause. It, it, it's, it's also, it's that cultural effect, right? You do, it, or trainees or whatever. Hey, we're bringing in, we're having fun. This is what we do. Tell your friends, come, come here. And it's, you know, we've all worked, you know, early in my career, I can remember the old school guys, right, in, in trade shows, especially trade show there is a lost art in that. But there was someone that I worked with a long time ago, the man could bring people to your booth. Mm. And no matter what, like he would never let go of their hand, mm. you know, and I, I used to watch that. Now I'm not that person, but he was perfect at that. And he had intention and exact. that's a great word from that is he knew what he was doing and he never overstepped it he had a perfect balance and, and it is truly a lost art because you know again with social media we have so many different outlets in the old days it was your you know it was press the flesh <laughs> press <laughs> and, the flesh yeah. yeah and and so that's you know yeah oh, i man. feel like we could talk about this for a very oh, long yeah. time just about like relationships and engagement mm -hmm. and the one the man-to-man person-to-person engagement i stopped buying you know, $40,000 full page ads in the Wall Street Journal and billboards and $10,000 tables at whatever charity event. I'm like, let's bring them to us. Why do I want to take you nerdy guys, not you nerdy guys, you guys are fabulous, <laughs> but other engineers many moons ago to an event, let's bring them to us and show mm. them how cool we are. Why do we have to press ourselves on them like let's flip the script and so i think that's a huge tactic and strategy mm -hmm. that i think that's important for business development marketing and communications is like have an open house invite people to you do something rad if you bought a historic building or adaptive reuse invite the city council person and do a little ribbon cutting or a mazel tov or something because it really helps clients i think feel valued and also see that the team spirit and that everyone is there for you know the long haul yeah i think it goes back like to the col the culture side of things you know like the company culture i mean it's so huge and it's got to be in, you know interwoven i guess throughout everybody everybody has to be a part of that company culture uh, bill what do you have to add to that yeah, I, I mean, I, it, it, company culture is, is very important to, to not only the things that you've been discussing, but to motivation. I mean, um, I, I can't, you know, I can't say how many times in my career I've been in situations where I've felt, you know, on an island. Um, and I, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that'll take a lot of chances. I, I mean, Kent and Ryan know I've been to California, to Arizona, to Nebraska, back to Arizona, to Texas. You know, I've moved a lot and, and I'm not afraid to step out there. But if you don't have the support uh, behind you, because we can't do this alone, um, you're going to fail. Um, and you're, you're also not going to feel good about where you're at. And so that culture that you live in will also be a culture that you'll be able to thrive in if you find the right one. And it's a good, good conducive culture. If I could just add, please, that's a great thing. And, and I just had a conversation this morning about the constant squeeze, right? It's funny that the, ex, the experience of what we can create or events is usually the first thing that they cut, a company cuts, not yeah. necessarily ours, but, and it's funny because that is, it's, that's as, your marketing. it's, it's marketing, but it's internally and externally. Yeah. That, that is, but point. we're seeing it more and more right now. It's no, now I get the pandemic, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's mm -hmm. so much more than that. It's creating an experience and I love the idea. Yeah, it's even if it's a customer client 
that we do for this or we built this. This is what we can create. Mm -hmm. And that's, but there's personal pride in your own employees or Mm -hmm. interns, because again, we're all love interns in, in our world. You can show the interns what we care about. This generation has more ability to look at the caring of your mm-hmm. external sources. So, You know what? Something I love that you said there is part of the experience. It's like the experience of working with Ritak Powell, the experience of working with Hap and Associates, the experience of working with, you know, Al- Alta, Alpha, I almost said Alpha, Alta. I would have corrected you real quick on that one. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I mean, that's a really good selling point. You know, this is the experience you're going to receive by working with us. I and love right that. now, everyone's going to get paid bucks. So, like, mm-hmm. get out, go interview and get hired and take your pick because – also what we do as BD is matchmaking. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you too, you know, we shouldn't just go get a job because we can, they hired us. We should find the fit. And that's what we do is, is try to find the fit. Yeah. And I think, I think I'm going to springboard off of that just a little bit. Cause I like what you just said there. It's like, you know, we are listening to our clients, right? And let's say we're listening to our clients and they have, they have a, a need that we can't in house, fulfill or take care of, but we know we have a strategic partnership with somebody Mm -hmm. who can take care of that. So you know what, you know, client, client A who has this need, we, I can't help you with that specifically, but you know what, I know, I know somebody who's going to take amazing care of you. And that whole thing, that comes back 360, you know, and that is, that is karma, however you want to look at it. It's like, you give this person work. I guarantee you it's going to come back That's to you tenfold. That's I feel like client retention and great relationships with competitors are two of the most sustainable key factors. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. It's true. Yeah, for because sure. Because if shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. you got, you know who else is on deck, your competitors and mm-hmm. your existing clients who you want to keep on. For sure. For sure. Bill, do you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, yeah, it's just, you, you gotta be nimble. You gotta, you gotta set expectations with your clients. Um, and you know, do some of those little extras, like you're just talking about those, I call them value ads. They're not, you know, yes. like technology value ads, yep. but they're still value ads. And that comes with experience and all that networking and not burning those bridges and all those other things we've just been talking about. And, you know, then we'll get right back to it. Then it's this concentric thing. Yeah. Right. It's 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 all a big circle and, and, and managing that circle and and understanding it um, as you go through it. Yeah, no question. And believing in what you're selling. That's the biggest thing. You know, like I've been in positions before I work for companies that it's like I'm not a, I'm not 100 percent behind what we're selling as a company. And I think a lot of it's bullshit. So I can't be really effective with selling it. It's just not my, not my nature. You know, it's like I'm selling a lie. So you have to believe wholeheartedly 110% in what you're selling. And that goes back to that company culture. Right? Yeah. We love geography <laughs> and the Earth. So I, <laughs> the earth. So I have two. I think this is the moon. Is this the moon? That's no, the Earth. Well, you're on the moon. No, you're on the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No you're walking on the moon, looking at the Earth. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's good. <laughs> so I got two more things I want to talk about before we get out of here because I know that you guys are passionate about both these things. First of all, community development. I know that that is something you're extremely passionate about, Rich. So talk about the importance of that. Yeah. You know, for me, it's personal balance. So I, you know, having children and, and I'm in a group in Tempe that, you know, the Tempe Diablos, 
little plug there. Um, that free really, you know, it's free. It's free. It's free, free, free this time. Once paid time. next yeah. time. No, but you know, it, it's. I live in a community. I believe in a community. I come from a small town. Tempe is that way. And, and being involved and getting de- to deal with you know child-based needs and especially education. But you know, the funny thing is, is it's education. And as I've gotten into the service industry, education is huge. You know, Bill yeah. talked about it earlier. Getting in with the ISDs, getting in with here at the union districts and or you know the technical trades. All of a sudden. We now have inlets into mm. the key decision makers to kind of yep. help develop our industry. And I love it just because I, you know, I've always been in industries that I don't really get much from it. I, I've always been in the national or something that no one. So it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good for the future. Sometimes I smack my kids when I was doing not, not really, but you know, just because the, you <laughs> see kids out there, yeah. but, um, and I have great kids. So just also, just so everybody knows, but, um, what, what it really is, is it's, it's that, but it also helps you with, again, committal to the cause, right? Because if I have passion for something personally, it helps my professional life. If, yeah. if I'm miserable in my, <laughs> my personal life, professional life is tough. We work to live, <laughs> you know, not the other way around. Yes, and balance is the key, balance no doubt. That's the greatest yeah. thing for me. So. Totally agree with that. Totally Doreen, I know this is something you're passionate about as well. I'm like, I could stop. I could, you need me to stop. But <laughs> I love that you made, um, that you address the question from like a personal point of like how you and your family engage in community development. I was raised in that same ethos, if you will, and that's sort of my job title has always been community economic and real estate development. So aren't we all community builders and what we're doing and isn't civil engineering and this early pre-development all community building we literally link roads and sidewalks and public spaces and private spaces together so yeah this is community development is amazing but as far as how i engage with that on a nonprofit level i'm an advocate for the arts parks historic preservation and multimodal transportation i sit on a bunch of boards including the city of phoenix parks and recreation enhanced park conservancy which six sits over the Deck Park Tunnel that connects the I-10 freeway from Santa Monica, California to Jacksonville, Florida. And that's right in the middle of our downtown where the McDowell Mountain Music Festival happens and um, Super Bowl and all these things will happen. But I think from an arts and um, multimodal standpoint, it's so vital, the community development aspect, because there's so many nonprofits that deserve our attention, like ArtLink, like Downtown Phoenix, Inc., like Urban Phoenix Project, all these organizations that are really doing some awesome advocacy work and to benefit community development. And we can take our choice in, in how we engage and interact with them. But it's amazing to see all the progress. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> I think I, I might have teared up a little bit. Oh, baby. Oh, Here, that's perfect. Let me. <laughs> Bill, how about you? I know uh, community involvement is something that you're very passionate about as well. Go ahead and add to that. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. And I, and I love what uh, she was saying there because it's, it's, it's just you can see what it does for you to, to do that kind of stuff. And, and that's one of the great things about it. it. It motivates you in your work. You know, you get to give back a little bit. Um, uh, cause I think sometimes in business development or sales, what have you, we feel like we take, we're take, we're always asking, we're taking. So it's nice to be able to give back sometimes. Um, I'm really lucky to be where I'm at right now. Uh, half really gets behind this kind of stuff. And I got involved with their HCI program and I'll go down and, you know, stuff 
bags with cookies and, and things for, for shelters or whatnot. And you, it, it sounds kind of silly and you think, oh, geez, that's going to be terrible. But I actually have a good time. And when I go down oh, yeah. there, you get to interact with the, the other people at the company. So I think it, it helps then to to build um, uh, you know morale within the company itself as well, because you start feeling better about yourself. And then, then it just shows to the, the community at large that you're, you're willing to invest some of your time and effort in them uh, as well. And that, that's a good thing as well. Intentionality. Exactly. And, and culture, <laughs> exactly. right? I mean, the company has to have the culture to really promote that within that because sure. that, that's huge. It, it's the balance in yes. life makes a happier place to work. No question. And, and happier future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you want to surround yourself with your people. You know what I mean? It's like when we have our guests on, you know, at the end of the show, we're like, you know what? Those are our people. Those are the type of people that we want to associate mm-hmm. ourselves with and connect with and that type of thing. And you just build this amazing community, professional community. You may not work for the same companies, but you're still a community. Absolutely. And when you find a group of your people, um, God, there's so much that you your can do. You're a community developer. All of you guys putting on this podcast. For sure. Oh, no, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I will consider you our people. Well, (laughs) So honored, right? (laughs) Bring in the sheep. (laughs) I'm in. Oh, man. All right. Um, Gosh, I want to talk about business development ethics, but that seems like a negative topic. Do you think it's negative or do you think it's positive? Ethics. Yeah. Of business development. Well, there's an extreme code of conduct of confidentiality at all times. I would say that that's the number one thing of business development is keep your lips zipped. And know when to hold it, know when to show it. And ask for permission from your hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you got to be careful. because I And then, well, I guess the reason I even added this on there is because I think about like, this goes back, back in the day when I lived in Chicago, I first was in the business and stuff like that. I was going, I worked for uh, Illinois Department of Transportation. And this is back in like the late 80s, early 90s. And it was so corrupt. Hopefully nobody from IDOT mm-hmm. is listening right now. But it was so corrupt. <laughs> like, Everyone we, in Phoenix is from Illinois. Yeah. We would go, we would go to like these golf outings and there'd be like, you know, strippers doing shots or giving shots or whatever. And I would go to these parties at the Playboy Mansion and this and that. And it was like very corrupt, very unethical. That is not how and it is I don't in think, no, 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 no. And, and well, you're right. It might be in Illinois versus Arizona thing. I'm talking 20 some years ago and I'm sure that you're talking 40 changed. years ago, buddy. <laughs> no, 20 some years ago. You're not making him 60 doll. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. Jeez. But the thing is, but there are ethical issues when it comes to business development that you have to be aware of. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, it, it again is, there's a little bit of the dark side of that, right? It yes. depends on your market. Yes. And, and I used to do business back East and, and in the Midwest. It's a back yeah. East Midwest there thing. Was a, there was a, there was a, there was a, very ingrained backroom deals. Everyone's heard of those. Phoenix as a whole maybe was like that 40 years ago. Mm. You not know, now. not now. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference, as you're talking about those those golf tournaments, and they were here way back when, I think with the, the evolution of the demographic of our workforce has changed that because yeah. we can't be that same anymore. And we have to be. Now, are there certain companies that still promote that? I, I mean, that's anywhere. Yeah, exactly. But it's not, it's, it's as a, the ethics is more now is the honesty and the approach and transparency. That, that may be the biggest of some companies. Well, because we don't want to compromise our colleagues on the other side. Correct. So it's bad news. Mm-hmm. No, 
It's just yeah. no, no, it's not proper. Not proper. I like that. How about you, Bill? Any, any, well, anything I to mean, contribute yeah. on uh, business development ethics? I mean, yeah, I mean, be honest, <laughs> you know, um, that, that's probably about it. I mean, you can't, anybody that has had bad ethics in business development that I've ever seen hasn't been around very long. Yep. I mean, it's just as simple as that. They end up doing something else. And so the people that, you know, you can trust and you can rely upon, uh, you've probably been dealing with for a long time at this point. And, and, and again, that's kind of the whole point is building those networks and maintaining those relationships with people that are worth doing that with. Yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely, um, did you want something? Well, just let, you know, the, the, maybe the positive thing of social media is that, that now there's nothing hidden. Whereas before there mm -hmm. was no cameras, right? You, you, yep. There was things that could happen. Now everything is out in the open and nobody wants to be that one on camera mm -hmm. that's on the national news. And here's, a, here's how I want to close this out. It's something that Bill's mentioned a number of times. That is like, wait, you were ending? Well, we're, we got about another 15, 20 minutes. Bill's got to pick up his daughter. Come? What? Sorry. <laughs> I thought they were here. Oh, Chippendales right. are down the hall. <laughs> so the one thing I, I want to make sure that we really focus on, and that is being experts in our field. I think that is so important, you know, whether it be thought leadership, content marketing, whatever, there are so many opportunities for us to promote ourselves or our respective companies as experts in specific fields. Let's talk about the importance of that and the way that we can do those type of things, you know, like being on a podcast just like this. I mean, yes. I mean, the geoholics were kind of a big deal, right? Chutes? Slightly. Remember we were, people, we were down at roads and streets. Know me. We were down at roads and streets and people are coming up to us like, Oh my God, you're, you're from the geoholics. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. It was awesome. Um, yeah, I got to come back and travel around with you guys. Oh man. <laughs> hey, we're, we're going on a tour. It's the greatest thing ever. Just walking around with them. Yeah. I just feel important. That's how I met them. They came to my party. I was like, Oh, you guys. It was so funny. But, so but funny. In, in all seriousness, you know, like whether it be like being on a podcast, like there's other podcasts like us out there. Let's not, mm -hmm. let's, you know, we're not the only one, but you know, being we're on a podcast like this, we are the best, no doubt, you know, blogging, presenting, you know, being a part of roads and streets and, you know, doing a presentation there. There's so many ways that we can present ourselves as experts in our fields. Let's talk just a little bit about the importance of doing that. So if you want to go so first, Rich. I think the importance is, is being open for opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. So never stop learning. We, we should always evolve as individuals, always continually learn because when we stop trying to learn something new, just as we stated earlier, yep. technology is going to outweigh this. So totally. unless we're willing to kind of one, show a little bit of humility to kind of say, I don't know that mm. right now, but I'm going to keep on learning. The more you're in those rooms talking with all of our individuals, you know, every time I'm in a meeting with you or with other people, I learn something new every day, right? And it just gives me more ammunition to talk. So that's what we love. So that's, you know, being in this, you learn so much from just colleagues. It, it's, it's always being open to learning more. Yeah, totally. Transparency. Let's go to Bell. You want, oh, you want to figure oh, so You're saying you want to finish it up. All right. All right. Well, we, we, will, we got we'll, a new host here. Let's make that happen. I'm just thinking. Bill, I'm inspired. your turn, my friend. Yes. Well, uh, let's see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's the whole point. I mean, I, I've been saying that to Ryan ever since I've known him. And Ryan and I have been lucky enough now to work at three companies together. But, um, you know, I had to learn what it was to be a photogrammetrist when I started working at the first company I worked at was in Ryan. You know, I, was, I came from a different industry. And so, um, and I was always, you know, my thing was I was going to be a teacher uh, way back in the day. And so I always saw a, a great value in education. Um, and, and it's one of the things that I get a lot of uh, um, joy and, and fulfillment out of is, is working with the ISDs and, 
and you know let, seeing kids that move towards something that I think that they're going to enjoy to work at for a lifetime, which it took me a while to, to find something that I enjoyed actually doing. So if I can help somebody uh, have uh, less time looking for that, then I'm all for it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a way of giving, uh, giving back in a way to, to be that expert sometimes. Um, uh, and, and it, it, and it's just good for business when it comes down to it. It's good for business and it gives your clients a level of comfort, right? It's all yes, about comfort. Exactly. For sure. All right, Trina. Trust. We repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is my beauty pageant moment and I might win. So the question was, we were, we were uh, discussing the importance of presenting yourself or your company as experts in a specific field. Shoot. Do you want, should we go to Ryan? <laughs> I, I concur with Bill. Well, I literally, what Rich said um, as a foundation. Crushed it. Like literally, Rich, you said it all. And Bill, as a, as a technical uh, practitioner in the BD aspect, you built the pillar on top of the foundation that Rich established. So can I just be the c- c- column on the top that just holds up the roof because I really agree with everything that they just said and there isn't much more. I will ask you one specific question. What do you think about, um, you know, doing like pro bono assessments and consultations? Oh, absolutely. It's another, I mean, it's another great business development tool, correct? I mean, darling, I'm 20, we're 24 seven. We, we're, if I build all my hours of advice and how many times I return a, a phone call or a favor or share one of my, 5,000 plus contacts with an important of an influential person with another influential person that happens at 6 30 a.m. on a Sunday. I mean, that's business development. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. It is 24 seven. Can't disagree with them. No, not at all. How about, I, how about you, uh, Bill, t- talk about that real quick. Just, you know, doing like a pro bono type assessment or consultation. Is that something you do uh, on a regular basis? What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Not on a regular basis. Um, but how would you? Loses, it, it, yeah, well, it would lose. But you have to do it strategically, though. But how would he as a is yeah. a air in, in his? I see what you're saying. It's like oh, a business development. Oh, yeah, like right. uh, you, intel. Like mm-hmm. my intel that I can pull up is like, you know, already pre-done. But like geospatial might have to be flown and might not exist yet. So mm-hmm. that's a challenge, right? Well, well, here's what I mean. This is again. I, I'm going to plug half here. Because they just gave me and, and the teams that we work with in geospatial here to work with a school. They gave us a budget. Uh, mm. I won't go into the budget number they gave us to go out and collect some data and do some work for this school. And it's, Where's it's the school? at no what cost school? to the school. In Texas. Um, it's for, <laughs> for Crowley, IS, Crowley ISD in, in Texas. So uh, we, we recently went out and we flew one of their buildings. And then we went inside and did some terrestrial scanning on the mm. inside of the building. We had three students shadowing us. Um, uh, that are interested in geospatial careers. So they got a chance to see two different times of, uh, types of data collection. And then we're going to work with them a little bit on the post-processing. That's like ROTC. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. See, that's, yeah. that's Geoholics, ROTC. <laughs> Can this become like curriculum? <laughs> and, but I mean, that's, that's pretty much exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like giving away everything we do for free, but once in a while, and I guess that maybe goes back to community development. You know, if you see a need, and here's an example, you know, as United Surveyors of Arizona, mm-hmm. we got approached by um, a woman in, I think it was around in the town of Maricopa actually. And they're like, listen, we have a plot of ground mm-hmm. 
for a cemetery for vagrants, basically, who, when they pass oh. away, they don't have family, whatever. It's almost like a graveyard for the forgotten. Could you, would you mind doing a survey for this? You know, so that, that's the type of thing I'm thinking. I'm not talking about giving away everything we do for free, but there are, there are right. strategic opportunities to where you can do stuff like that. That So you mean pro bono for good causes, yes. not pro bono yes. to sure. win yes. work. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Right. I remember causes, Valley yes. Partnership, I think, used to have that, that you know, mm. community mm. partnership that they had yep. where they would go out and, and everybody involved in professional services would, you know, do what they did and, and volunteer that service exactly. for them. And I thought that was a really great idea to, mm-hmm. to help the community and everybody that got a little Maybe bit Maybe we should you know, start something. What if we go out and just survey the state? Just kidding. Or <laughs> Get to work, <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> All right, Bill, go All ahead right, and do everybody. that. You I'm leaving now. <laughs> we got some work to do, too, you know. <laughs> but that sounds like an awesome collaboration, yeah. however it manifests. And, and you can use it as a positive as well, as Bill kind of mentioned it, is, is now, especially now, the pro bono work can also be used as a tool for training. And showing no new, hey, this is, yep. you know, from a community standpoint, this mm-hmm. is what surveying's all yeah. about. Come, yep. in, you know, and show you what you can do. There's there's so many different opportunities from a marketing standpoint that pro bono work is, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why would we do it for free? You cannot, that is the best advertising in the world, yes. but it can be used totally with agree. such positiveness. We need to change the vernacular. Yes. Because pro bono is Latin. And yes, free is probably... Are you Googling this, Jake? Jake. Probably. Jake. Come on. Google Google something. (laughs) Jeez. I think it means one thing for one thing. (laughs) Oh, do you really know that? (laughs) He's just making it up. That was really good But that's actually kind of genius. Jake's not just a pretty face. I studied. (laughs) It means for good. Does it? So close. So, so close. I thought it it was common good. For good. For good. Yes. Good. And that's oh. what it is. And that's where we can do it from a, from a network. And I think as an industry, too, again, the associations, all the associations have it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I think that's the, the thought dynamic that we can kind of change in this is how can we better use this uh-huh. and totally really agree. kind of change the, the future of the industry. I'm speechless. I couldn't and agree recruit. more. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like what my uncle who owns a sand and rock mining company, ABC Sand and Rock, David Waltemath. Gosh, you guys get all free. Does he need oh, wait, oh, does he need a surveyor? Man, oh man. Does he need a surveyor? <laughs> Sorry, Uncle David. Um so but he taught me about geography. He's the one that taught me about latitude and longitude and nice. would like we'd watch the Lakers play f- basketball with my dad and he I'd be like what is that globe and he's like oh let me show you and it had like the textures of the topography nice. and he like literally played this game and he would appease me by being annoying by saying like find these coordinates and then like at the next quarter he'd be I'd be like it's Cairo you know what I mean and he's like yes you did a good job but That's literally awesome. it takes mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that kind of awareness to know like I didn't know. I thought I wanted to be in like and like all these other things, but I'm like, I love civil engineering because it's literally all about mm. the earth mm. and how we are all connected as a society and civilization and how we also preserve all of the open spaces that are sacred. There's so much to it. Ah, oh, it's a good time to be alive, right? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So listen, uh, we have touched on pretty much everything I was hoping we would get to. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Um, is there anything? Yeah. This is your opportunity to add whatever we maybe have not talked about. Add value and make friends. I'm going to let you go first. Is there anything? Me? Is there anything? No, You've I'm been good. quiet tonight. You've been I, watching the World Series I, over there or what? No, I actually have not. <laughs> is there a World Series? There is a World I'm Series. Kidding. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add to the conversation at this point? No, I think you guys, you guys are killing it tonight. I'm just sitting back and listening. I'm pulling my producer Jake pulling your what? tonight. <laughs> Is it under the table? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. All right. I'm keeping uh, it to myself. Gonna go here, around, we're going around the horn. All right, here. all we're going, right. We're going around the horn here. Darina, would you like to go now or would you like to go last? I will go last. Okay. Can I give a free shout out to somebody because everybody else has tonight? You might as well. I don't know. Diamondback Land Surveying, I guess. Yes. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Where's your camera? <laughs> free, free plug, don't get used to it. <laughs> no, that's not a free plug. They can get all the plugs they want. You just have to. Okay. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Producer Jake, you got anything over there, buddy? Nothing. You've been. Let's put a bow on it. Wrap it up. Yes, I Rich. love it, Jake. No, Do you have dinner plans great. or something? No. <laughs> no, He's ready to roll. You know, I appreciate the opportunity. It, it, you know, you come into this not sure. You know, it's kind of an hour and a half. What can we talk about, right? But it's it, it's just this is one of those things that you just know you're in the right industry, right? It, it, it's it's just been so much fun. I, I, I appreciate you guys. Say hey, thanks for being here, Rich. We could talk another hour and a half if you want. Well, you know, you never know. You well, well we're out of whiskey. You keep on we're out of whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> that's that's I, don't know. I, I leave there. We can so. Postmates. No, the oh, without plug. Mellowcorn yeah, no still going. We can't plug. We can't plug. <laughs> Come on. Oh, we've got oh, more. Katrina Magoo. So the after well, show. <laughs> yeah, Geoholics after dark. Um, <laughs> Talk about the Geoholics. <laughs> so, all right, Bill. Hit us with something. Uh, hit us with some wisdom. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna step off away from the the BD stuff for just one second, and I think Ryan is seeing this coming. But I, I just have to say two words right now: Dallas Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been waiting for a while for to be like this, so, <laughs> so I got I had to rub that one in. No, I got Elliot. I, 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 I thought my... it was how about them Cowboys? How about them uh, I haven't learned oh, that, that means he's yet, not a real so. fan. So it's his oh, he's a fan. He's a, he's his a real fan. Yeah. He's a fan. No, I'll give him credit right. on that one. <laughs> Any anything else, Bill, that we haven't touched on that you might want to get out there? Oh, go Boilers! How about that, Bill? <laughs> go Boilers! <laughs> yeah, Purdue beat Nebraska over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah the Boilermakers now, Ryan. So let's like, come on. Go Boilers! Boiler up. Oh brother! Oh brother! Uh, we don't want to talk about we don't want to talk about the Huskers this year. Uh, no, this is great. I'm, I'm glad that you do this, Kent. You and I have, have known each other for a while, and I remember, you know, at a point where we were sitting around literally, and you were, you know, doing this on a napkin, <laughs> and we were talking Basically. about business development mm -hmm. stuff, and and you know, four or five years later, uh, you've got a, a great successful um, program, I'll call it podcast, and and it's great what you're doing, and and this is kind of the whole point of, of business development is, you know, extending those networks uh, and uh, um, giving people a chance to, to have us have their say and uh, learn about other people's experiences. Yeah, for sure. Surround yourself with your people, exactly. right? Exactly. All right, Tarina, exactly. you wanted it. You got the last <laughs> word. 
So as last word, I have to say, I too am super excited that I met you all at Roads and Streets <laughs> in Tucson a few weeks ago because I didn't realize that we would all be nerding out so much that night about these topics because we talked about hardcore business that night. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> business of models. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something else was going on in that meeting, right? But also the fact that, like, gals can get into geography and can be a geoholic también, which means also in Spanish. And, you know, you got we're that one, Jake. Jake. You got it. You captured it. But, no, this is great. I would, this is. Oh, it's been fantastic. Thank, thank you so you. much. You guys, thank you all. Very Rich, much. Darina, Bill, thank you so much for being here. This has been an absolute blast. Let's do it again. You guys, we have to do it again. We can, yeah, we can, we can just not, you know what? Sometime we should just we should show up. seminar. No, no, no. Well, we could do that Support too. Group. We, How about a live one at, at Roads and Streets? A live we could make it a big group. Oh my gosh. Will you be at our booth? We should do a combined Rittock Powell Alta booth, but I don't like want to kill my business with other people. <laughs> We're okay with hey, that. We'd be okay with that. Here's all I got to say. Here's all I got to say. We don't come we cheap. Would, we would love for Rittock Powell to be a friend of the program. Uh-oh. Okay. We'll talk uh, after the show. We would love for Carl to, I did not agree to be to a friend of the yet. program. We'll talk after the show. Half, we would love for half to be a friend of the program. We'll talk after the show. Oh, you're going to talk to me? You talk to <laughs> yeah, Bill yeah, about right. that. There's so much we could do. You guys so are So tell me, where's right. the show going? What are we investing in? Uh, world domination, basically. That would be amazing. And your messaging is pretty like on point right now. So. Yeah. yeah, we're trying. That's what we do. Slow and steady. That's what we do. Time. Okay, anybody time. else? Anything? Anything? Jake? All good. You ready to Come wrap on. it up, buddy? Let's do it. Let's put a bow on it. Jake's got to go see d Do you guys sing a song? Do yeah, we pray? We're, we're going to sing right now. Hold hands. Do we hold no. hands? Everybody hold no. hands. We I, held no. hands yes. earlier. No. Yes. Show no. your hands. No, I refuse. Show your I refuse. Hands. Yeah. All right. Show <laughs> the hands. Here we Woo. go. Pulled over here. Are we ready? Hands. And we're done. All right. (laughs) That'll do it, folks. Hands down. Another friend-making, value-adding show. Please be sure to check us out at thegeoholics.com, where you can sign up for our mailing list. Like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Don't forget you can download all of our podcasts from the podcast app, available at lanceforyourgenide.com. Send us an email at info at thegeoholics.com. Let us know what you think of the show, and we would love to hear from you. Last but not least... Please support our amazing friends of the program like Tiger Supplies every chance you get. Be sure to mention that you are a geoholic for the VIP experience. Pay it forward. Add value, make friends. Do some business development. Bob Schneider, Peaches, available everywhere. Until next time, everybody, be safe and healthy. Adios. Later. Great job. I love you like peaches. Once again, a shout out to our friends of the program, Aerotech Mapping Inc., ATMLV.com, Advanced Geodetic Surveys Inc., AGSGPS.com, Bad Elf GPS, Bad-Elf.com, Cobb Fenley, CobbFenley.com, Cyanic Automation, GetJobBook.com, Diamondback Land Surveying, DiamondbackLandSurveying.com, Get Kids Into Survey, GetKidsIntoSurvey.com, Land Surveyors United, LandSurveyorsUnited.com. Mentoring Mondays, mentoringmondays.xyz, Monson Engineering, monsonengineering.com, Nettleman Land Consulting, nlcprep.com, 
Parkland Community College, parkland.edu slash surveying. Safety Apparel, safetyapparel.us. Tiger Supplies, tigersupplies.com. Trimble Geospatial, geospatial.trimble.com.